Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm really excited to be bringing today's guest in on the Author's Alley show. Jamie Villalobos is a mom of four, a philanthropist, entrepreneur, and business coach. She became a seven-figure earner before the age of 30 while raising her growing family, earning the nickname of the Balance Queen. Jamie's passion is helping people reach their dreams while finding true happiness. She's an inspiration to women who want to pursue their passion and be nurturing mothers. Her happy and strong mission is to touch a hundred million lives through education, philanthropy, and leadership development. What a marvelous mission. So Jamie, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's my my pleasure. I'm glad. I'm, and it's my pleasure to share you because I have to say, I really enjoyed your book and I really am excited to share it, but I want you to kind of take us onto your journey that led you and inspired you to write Happy and Strong as a debut book. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, Happy and Strong was kind of born during COVID, during the pandemic. I saw so many people, I lead thousands, and I saw so many people, almost everybody kind of in their own little form of depression and plateauing and making excuses and kind of just feeling just feeling bad <laughs> about everything. You know, I, I had planned to write a book maybe much, much later when my kids were off to college and out of my house. I have four kids, two teenagers and two little ones. And so it wasn't really on my agenda, but uh, something just kept speaking to my heart and to my mind that now was the time to do it. And, um, and so, you know, during, during a pandemic, I kind of battled with my mind if, if I had enough time to do this and if I kind of had room on my plate for it. But as soon as I kind of agreed to do it in my mind and made that commitment that I would, then all of the right people kind of came to my aid and it actually became very easy. My mom actually called me and she was bored, you know, in quarantine and she came out and helped out a little bit with the pickups and the drop-offs and the um, cooking and, and kind of took a little off my plate so I could have this to, to focus on and get done. What an awesome way to pivot that time. Yeah, it, it really is. So I want you to take us back onto your journey in becoming one of the top female earners in the world. I mean, what a remarkable accomplishment. So how did it all begin for you? Well, you know, I was, um, I was actually raised out in Montana in a very teeny tiny community of 325 people. It was um, on the edge of town. I grew up in this little trailer on welfare, on food stamps, on WIC, you know, those things. Uh, my dad was always in and out of work. There was not a lot of work out there. And um, my parents actually grew up in California and they had a really hard upbringing, um, alcoholic parents. 
And so they moved to Montana when I was born. And um, I'm grateful I grew up there in that little community. But uh, I knew growing up that there was no opportunity for women. Uh, I grew up, again, very poor, the oldest of six kids. And being the oldest, and there was a big age gap between me and the second, you know, and then, you know, the middle kids, and then another big age gap between me and the, the last set of twins that was, <laughs> was born. Um, I always kind of felt like another mom in the house, the, the responsible one in the house that was uh, looking out for them and taking care of them. Um, and there was lots of times where I just knew we were poor and it was really, really rough. Like I remember one time my dad said, we didn't know if we'd have food that winter. And he had to, he had to beg, well, not beg, but he had to ask for a, a pig from one of his friends. So we'd have meat that, that winter. Um, I remember a couple of times waking up where I could see my breath. I don't know if you've ever been to Northeastern Montana, probably not where I'm from because there's nothing there, but it's super cold. The Alaskan winds cut through that corner there and it's super cold in the winter. And I remember waking up and seeing my breath and thinking, oh my goodness, like we don't even have money for propane. And then grabbing my sisters from their bedrooms and bringing them into the, the bathroom and plugging in a little space heater and just singing songs with them and doing their hair and getting them ready for school. Just thinking, I hope they don't feel this feeling that I have right now, this feeling of just being scared, being sad. And so I just knew I didn't want that in my life. I, I could hear at night, my parents at the kitchen table arguing about which bill can we pay this month? How are we gonna get through this month? And I just didn't want that in my house. I didn't want the arguments over money. I saw my mom and dad have those arguments. I saw my mom and my, my, my sorry, my dad and my stepmom argue about money. And um, I knew I wanted more, uh, but again, graduate, when I graduated high school there, uh, there was just no, not even a job for a woman. There was no opportunity whatsoever. I mean, there was, I guess, a barmaid or something, maybe, if that lady quit her job. There was just nothing. So I, um, I moved out from, Calif uh, from Montana to California after, after high school with the hopes of getting a decent job and paying my way through school. And uh, for, at first, just got a few jobs that would, you know, I could pay the bills and, and get a car. And then eventually started working in corporate America in a health club, actually, uh, very young age. And I thought that would be a great job. People trying to improve themselves, trying to, you know, get healthy. And, uh, and I thought it'd be a great job while I was going to school. But quickly, I got promoted to management, assistant manager and then manager and then overseeing different clubs. And so quickly, I, you know, took on more and more hours. I was working about 11 hours a day, sometimes six days a week, sometimes seven days a week back then. And um, I, I couldn't finish school with those hours. So wow. uh, I quickly grew, I grew tired of corporate America <laughs> very quickly, mostly because I wanted to be able to have something where I could make a difference, uh, make more of an impact. I felt like in corporate America, after about four and a half years, I had stopped growing. I had stopped learning. I was doing the same things every day. I'd get up, go to work, do the same thing every day, go home, go to bed. Um, I'd also hit an income ceiling. I couldn't, I couldn't make any more money. I couldn't work any harder. I was working my butt off, you know, six, seven days a week. Um, but I also looked at my supervisors who had been there, you know, 10 years longer than me, and they still didn't have, didn't have a lifestyle. They didn't have, they, they didn't have time with their kids. And I did not want that. I wanted something where I could put my faith in my family first and have control of my time. I find it so interesting because you don't have a unique story of growing up without money and, right. and everything else. And it's an amazing thing. 
how making up your mind to do something about it really makes that difference because so many people say they're, they don't want this and they live in it. Right. They settle. They settle. I mean, my, my parents had um, grown up with far worse conditions than I lived in. Um, And so, you know, they thought that this was, they were doing better than they had, had grown up in. And so they settle, right. They, I heard my dad complain all the time about his boss, about, you know, being laid off every, every time he'd get a job, uh, being in and out of work and just there, there was no work. And I just thought, why don't you move? Why don't you go do something else get into a new field that, you know, has more security. And I just thought it was so odd that he didn't do something about it. But again, people have been conditioned a lot of times that these are the cards we've been dealt and they settle with what life gives them. And life will give you what you settle for, but it will also give you what you fight for. You say in your book that that's your least favorite word is settle. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it so many times. People say, well, we're going to move out to, you know, whatever town. We don't want to live out here, but it's more affordable. And I said, how about make more money? How about, <laughs> how, you know, how about, if, why would you live in a place where you don't want your kids to go to school there? It doesn't make any sense to me. So often for me, I really do believe it's about mindset because you can do all the coaching. I know it's one of the things that you do. You can do business yeah. coaching. You do lifestyle coaching and everything else. Until you change your mindset, you are going to settle for things. It's, yeah. it's easier. Because your mindset, once you make up your mind to change things, then the business coaching, the lifestyle coaching, the happiness, all the rest of it kind of flows with it. So I have to ask you, for the mompreneurs out there, for the business women out there listening to this, what piece of advice do you wish you had when you were first having children and starting to juggle career and family? Yeah. Well, I 100% agree with you that it's a growth mindset that's needed. And it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter, you know, your upbringing. All that matters is where you want to go. And so the piece of advice that I would say for these new mompreneurs is that you can have it all. You can make big contributions and you can pursue your big dreams and you can feel, you know, fulfilled with whatever you think your purpose is in, in work and be passionate about that and be a great mom, you know, that it's not, you don't have to do one or the other. Uh, I wanted to have a business where my family came first. And I, and I, I wanted to build, to build something where that, you know, it supports my family and enhances my lifestyle and my family. Most people have a job and kind of everything revolves around that, where you, you know, go to school, where your kids go to school, where you, you know, uh, how much money you make and where you live. Where I believe that the family is the center of everything and that what you do for a living is just an extension of what you stand for and, uh, you know, what you believe and that that should be supportive of that core unit, the family. So I would tell them that, you know, just to get clear on what they want and in every area of their life, get clear about the the type of mother they want to be and the life that they want to build for their, their family and even their grandkids. I have a business plan right now that goes a hundred years past when I pass away, you know, so it's a, a long-term vision of the type of grandma I want to be and the things I want to do with each of my grandkids when they graduate high school. And, you know, I'm excited about where I'm going all the time. I get myself pumped up about what's next in this journey. Um, so they got to get clear on what they want, their ideal life. And that includes 
their personal growth or spiritual growth that includes their family, but also includes, you know, their work and the, the, the things that they want to make an impact with there. I love that. You know, it's funny. I talk about that all the time, how important a business plan is, mm -hmm. even if you're not looking at the financial side of things, but yeah. just knowing where you want to go. It's like driving cross country. I yeah. know if I go West and South, I'm going to get where I'm going, but I'm going to wind up in a lot of different places I didn't need to be without yeah. some kind of a roadmap. And very often, you know, before this pandemic and my other business, uh, I could look at my business plan and I was hitting my year five goals eight months in, mm -hmm. you know, I, and then, I mean, you know, life takes the turns that life takes. Yeah. It, it really does. Sometimes things happen you know, as you said, this book came out of the pandemic for you. You know, yeah. for me, the other part of my life, I have a clear bag company, stadiumbags.com. Do the math. Mm -hmm. You know, no sports, no concerts, no this, no that. And so then it was, what do I do? You know, and I, with even with Word of Mom Radio, for months, we couldn't record because everybody was now working from home, the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. We had to wait for the bandwidth to catch up we were right. really fortunate because in January, February, in the begin into the second week of March, we had recorded women all the way to the middle of June. It was remarkable how far in advance we were already scheduled. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, that's the universe. That was divine intervention going, right. okay, maybe this won't happen, but this will, right. you know, so life is choice. It really is. And then once everything started back up for me as an entrepreneur, you know, 20 years ago when I started something and then closed it and reopened it and whatnot, I don't have the same motivation. So now I'm looking to sell and we're working mm -hmm. on with somebody to sell the company. You There's things that are going to happen that are outside of our control for sure. Pandemics or whatever. But the thing is, I think most people settle, like you said earlier, because they're just drifting through life. They don't have clearly defined goals. They don't have something that they're hopeful for. And one of the keys to happiness is progression, that they feel like they're growing, that they're a different person this year than they were last year. And most people, this year looks a lot like last year. And that looks like a lot like the year before. And, and so they become dissatisfied. Um, and that's why they have, have this huge, uh, pe you know, people leaving their jobs, this uh, great re resignation, they're calling it because they're just feeling this level of dissatisfaction and lack of progression. And so, yes, there's things that are outside your control, but we can have clearly defined goals written down that we have in front of us that are exciting us, that are refocusing us and re-energizing us daily that keep us progressing forward. And so for me, my business plan, it's more of like a life plan because it has my four quadrants, you know, faith, family, fitness, finance, right? I want my wellness, my personal self-care, that all to be in that fitness category. I want my, you know, personal growth and, and spiritual growth, but then I also have my family goals. And that can be as simple as I got to get this guy potty trained in the next two months, whatever, to like big long-term fun ones, right? But, um, you know, I have them in there. So it becomes more of a emotional game plan that every morning and every night I, re I look into my goals. I even visualize them um, and it gets me re-energized, refocused and hopeful about what's coming and it also rebalances me as an entrepreneur because I can get pretty focused on some business goals, but it rebalances me because every day I'm thinking about all of these, you know, goals in all these different categories. 
On that note, please just think about what Joyce just said as we take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. The makers of Sesame Street bring you their newest spinoff, Mecha Builders, starring Elmo, Cookie Monster, and Abby Cadabby. Join these old friends on new adventures as superheroes in training. There is no problem too big or too small for the Mecha Builders to solve. Don't miss this new show weekdays at 8 a.m. on Cartoonito, now streaming on HBO Max. And we are back on Word of Mom Radio. We're talking with Jamie Villalobos about Happy and Strong, which is really a wonderful book. I love that you have action, calls to action after each chapter, which I think is very, very important because without a call to action, it's the same thing if you're selling a product, but then don't say buy now. (laughs) You've got to have that call to action. So when you talk with entrepreneurs and mompreneurs and people about having a family and career and things like that, what do you find are the common struggles coming up most for them? You know, for moms, I think that common struggle is finding the time. You know, they have the, they have too much on their plate. I, I feel like they also have the mommy guilt. Those are probably the two biggest that I, I hear. The mommy guilt comes in where they say, oh my gosh, you know, well, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really excited about my business and I'm pouring my heart into it right now. But then when I'm working, I feel like, am I not spending enough time with my children? Am I neglecting? Am I going to ruin my kids? You know, (laughs) because I'm not there all the time. And then other times while they're at home, you know, with their family, they also have in the back of their mind, am I doing enough at my business? Oh, did I forget to do this? They, they beat themselves up when they, you know, miss an opportunity in their business or they forget something. So it's a distraction. It's a mental distraction on both sides. And so uh, that's what I try to help a lot of the females with, um, especially, but men have it too. I mean, I, I hear it from guys all the time too, male entrepreneurs, but especially the women. Um, and, you know, women, they put themselves in a position of not having enough time a lot because we tend to take on more than we should. We have a hard time to say no. We have a hard time setting boundaries for the time suckers in our life. You know, I've um, I've watched so many women, mompreneurs, that they will say yes to every little thing in business and you know in their family life. And then what happens is they just have overbooked themselves. They have run themselves ragged. They have put too much on their plate, and then they overpromise and underdeliver in all areas. And that's no good. That, and then they feel bad. You know, I'm a bad mom because I let this slide or, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't do this right when I didn't correct my kid properly or whatever. And so they have this guilty feeling on top of more guilty feelings. And so I think that uh, working on proper balance and also learning how to say no and learning how to take certain things off your plate that don't really need to be there. Um, I've now (laughs) made a decision that if I'm going to add something new onto my plate, I have to be willing to take something off. And I've learned to set, I have scripts, (laughs) Dory, I have scripts for anybody that, you know, asks me to do stuff because you're going to have family members, you're going to have teachers, you're going to have people in the community that are going to ask you to do things. And they may be wonderful things, wonderful, worthy causes that you want to say yes to, but you just shouldn't right now because you have too much on your plate. And so I have scripts, like I remember they asked me to be the PTA president. And my, my you know, gut feeling was like, heck no, no way ever. <laughs> like, you know, like I have way too much on my plate. 
But of course, for a lot of moms, it's hard to say no. So my script is, I'll just give you this one. They'll say, you know what? I am so honored that you would think of me in this. Let me talk to my partner or let me talk to my spouse or whatever it is, and I'll get back to you. And then I have a pre-written email that says, you know what? I'm so grateful and honored that you would even think of me in this leadership role. Um, but I've talked to my partner and he says I have too much on my plate right now, which is pretty much always true because he thinks that all the time, you know, but then, I'll, you know, think of me throughout the year for any type of volunteer act, you know, activities. I'd love to be involved and help out wherever I can. So it's a nice way that you don't have to feel guilty about saying no, but you have to be a guard of your time. You know, I, so for me, if it doesn't grow my faith, it doesn't grow my family and it doesn't grow my business, I just don't do it. To be totally honest, I don't think that if I was a PTA president that my kids would learn better or that my kids would grow more, you know, socially better. I just don't think me in that role would, would do that. So why would I invest my time there? I'm sure that there's other really wonderful parents that could fill that role and I could be spending my time in a better way to grow my family in, in more useful ways. So, you know, I, I really have to teach them how to guard their time, how to say no, how to, how to take things off their plate, and then how to identify resources. There's so many more resources out there than when we're overwhelmed and we're just focused on our problems or we're focused on like everything that's on our plate, that's all we can see. But there's resources out there. I, ch I challenge mompreneurs to make a list of maybe friends of theirs that have kids around the same age. You know, um, maybe uh, parents or family members. Maybe the grandma is, it's too much for them to babysit my four kids. But maybe they could pick up the prescription when they're out and about throughout the day for me, you know, or they could um, maybe, you know, go get something at the store for me while they're out and about or something like that. You know, maybe the uncle can't uh, babysit my, I have my, uh, my, my husband's youngest brother can't babysit my four kids, you know, very well, but you know what, he can fill in at that big game when I have a business meeting and you know, they, they'd much rather uncle Jeremy be there than me, right? <laughs> they love uncle Mimi to be at anything. So you think about these resources, your friend that has kids the same age and you can say, Hey, listen, let's baby, you know, sit sharing time, right? So you can bring your kids over for, my, for a play date for me and I'll babysit for you when you have to take your mom to the doctor. And, and then will you babysit for me when I have this business meeting I need to be at? And so there's so many resources out there. Think about people that love you and love your kid. And then, you know, how, what ways you can utilize them to help free up your time. Um, you know, even things like just getting an Instapot or a Crock-Pot, <laughs> just those little practical things that you can free up your time so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed all the time, you know, and, uh, and then just practical ways to, to, to achieve more balance so that you're not having those mommy guilt all the time. So for you, what do you think the most important lessons you, you've learned from your kids that yeah. have translated into you being such an, a successful entrepreneur? You know, for my kids, I've learned, well, I've learned to figure out what's non-negotiable from, you know, I think that, you know, there's things that I can let go and I can pick my battles. There's things that um, I really need to be at and that are super important. And there's things that are not. Um, I've learned to communicate. So we have like a family council between my spouse and all my four kids. And we all get out our planners and <laughs> we talk about what's up for this week. And, you know, we, we communicate. So there's things that I have four kids. 
So there's, there's always a lot going on. There's always the, I have this presentation at school and I have the playoff games right now. And sometimes there's two or three different games in different cities on a Saturday morning. It's nuts, but we'll communicate in this family council and, and they're all, you know, equally important is as far as decision-making on a lot of things. Sometimes mom and dad have to, you know, pull rank and make decisions, but, but we'll talk and they'll say, Hey, I have this going on this week. I want both you guys there, or I have this, can the whole family support me in that? And we'll talk about it. And then sometimes Sean and I, my husband and I will have something we both have to, to miss and we'll say, okay, well, what's the solution here? So the kids have taught me how to like, um, just in being in that communication with them, that sometimes it doesn't even matter to them. Like I see mommies that have mommy guilt of like, oh my gosh, I've, I haven't had any play dates or I haven't had any of this for a long time. And because I've been so busy with my work, and then they'll plan this gigantic birthday party or this big old thing and spend all this money spoiling their kid because of their guilty feelings. But if you just talk to the kid and say, hey, what do you want for your birthday? And sometimes they'll say, like I have a six-year-old that recently just said, I don't want anything fun this birthday. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want anything fun? It's like, I'm a big boy now. I just want to do, I want my gang over, my, my best buds. Um, we're going to chase each other like we do at school. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they just want to come and hang out in my backyard and chase each other around. And we're going to do some archery and some fun little things, but he wants to have a big boy party. You know what I mean? So you don't have to get the bounce house. You don't have to spend all this money. So you see what I mean? Like, it's just the communication frees us up, but there's non-negotiables. For example, our family night. Um, every single week we do a family night. And that helps me monitor from week to week, especially with teenagers, attitudes, friends, feelings, communication levels, um, just moods, you know what I mean? Um, and so as a family, it's just a non-negotiable now where we get together once a week at this time, every week, and we communicate and we play together and we have treats. Treats are an important one. <laughs> it makes them all look forward to it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. The kids, like, they can, um, they can tell you things. Like, I remember one time feeling these mommy guilts because I was so busy with work and I get to the preschool and it's her share day and I didn't bring the dumb show and tell, right? And I felt so bad leaving that school. Like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad mom. <laughs> and you know what? She's probably never going to remember that preschool show and tell. She didn't even care about it. But I felt so bad about it. I beat myself up, you know, for a couple of days about it. But then we were, we were in the bath and we were playing a couple of days later. And my daughter said, mom, you're the best mom. And I'm like, okay, from the horse's mouth, like I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, like the kids will teach you, like there's, there's stuff that we battle in our brain that really isn't even that important. You know, if you're, if, with, if your heart is, you're trying to do the best you can as a mom and that you're not worried about other, what other people think. You're not worried about, you know, your kid being restless, you know, making a bunch of noise in church, you know, because someone's looking at you. Instead, you're worried about maybe correcting in your child's behavior because you want them to be a good person instead and you and you're nurturing them and that's that's more important so I don't know the kids have taught me that a lot that it's 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 me and them and the way I'm raising them and loving them and our relationship and our communication and what anybody else thinks does not matter at all for you what is the first step 
and becoming sure. happy and strong. You know, I think it's clearly defining what that means to you and not drifting anymore. You know, it's probably going to take personal growth. That's okay. That's fun. You know, it's, there's two versions of you. There's the gal that is and the gal that's meant to be or could be. And to get from here to here, it's not a smooth line. Usually it's a lot of adversity. It's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of personal growth. It's a lot of, you know, learning patience and, and all these things, but, um, you know, all this adversity that will come will help us become better. But to get there, first things first, you got to know what it looks like. And so for me, I remember a mentor challenging me to do this, this wonderful husband and wife that I really admired because again, they were super successful in business, but also had this amazing family. She is the best mom I know. She's my role model. But she's also now the best example of grandma that I know, you know, and I just, she said, you know, I want you to sit down and I want you to write out your ideal life. When it's all said and done, what does it look like? What do you want for your kids? What do you want for your parents? And I took it to heart and I sat in, you know, her backyard <laughs> to leave her house until I had it written out. And it, you know, described kind of what I wanted for this, you know, my house to be like this feeling in my home, this, you know, kind of the, the, the spirit of happiness that I wanted in my home. When I go out in the backyard, kind of what that felt like, um, that I where you know, what my kids are playing outside in the front yard and kind of what that felt like and the peace of mind that I had financially secure, you know, all these different areas. And, and I wrote out this ideal life. And now to this day, anytime I make a new business plan or write new goals out, I rip that back piece off and I staple it to the new one because it's not about necessarily accolades or titles or things like that or income levels or any of those things. The business is your business is to support your family and to help you build this dream life. That's it. So if you don't know where you're going, then you're going to get caught up. It's not, it's, you could now have a business ladies, but it's just basically you have a business that owns you. You bought another job and you're just working day to day in a grind of just like having a job, which is now it's sometimes you're working more hours than you did at your job. Right. And you'll find yourself still burning out and unfulfilled. So again, you got to be chasing a bigger dream, get very clear on what that looks like and get, you know, clear on some goals to get there. They might not be the perfect goals. It might not be the best business plan, but ready or not, charge. Just start gravitating closer to it. And as you go, the right people and the right uh, support and the right ideas will come to you to make it happen. And I know if I can do it, then, then anyone can do this. You know what I mean? You know, I went from poverty program for that, you know, scarcity mentality to train my mind to attract wealth and abundance and happiness and, um, and have, you know, a, a growth mindset. And anybody can do this. It's not a, you know, it's not a hard thing. It's, it's a very practical things that can be put in place. But the first step definitely is knowing what you want. I have to ask you, Jamie, what do you hope most for the people who read your book? Hmm. Yes. Well, I think most of all, I just, I know that it will add value to probably every area of their life, but I hope that it will add more joy in their journey. I hope it will give them practical tools to implement, to have more balance, uh, to again, free them up, to enjoy every aspect of their life. I hope that they can get clarity. I hope that, that they can really figure out what they want from it, uh, to create their own, you know, ideal life. Um, but for me, again, this is just a very small piece of a bigger vision. 
my goal right now in all my businesses I'm you know building is to create leadership. So I want to give people leader tangible leadership skills to apply it. They can apply it with their kids. They can apply it in their community. They can apply it apply it in their business. But tangible leadership skills, and also I teach them about money in here too, so that they can get a hold of that area of their life that causes so much stress. It causes so much. Um, you know, they'll be chasing a dream and then all of a sudden there's a setback because they don't understand how to create wealth in their life and how to be a good steward of wealth. But I know that if someone can have leadership skills and money, they can change the world. They can change their world. So again, this is a very small piece of a bigger vision to impact a lot of lives and, um, and hopefully build leaders that can have a spark of philanthropy and focusing on others. Where can people connect with you online to get a copy of your book? Uh, I would say probably my website, happyandstrong.com. It's a great place to connect with me and they can ask me questions, balance questions, <laughs> and mommy questions, uh, or, uh, you know, Instagram is a great place or Facebook. My Instagram handle is at jamie.villalobos. Um, and then uh, Facebook is happy and strong, Jamie V. As we're wrapping up, Jamie, what do you want to leave our listeners with? That they can do it, that they can do it. This to, you know, to not give up. You know, I saw so many people have just given up when it gets tough, when they hit adversity or they plateau in their business. And they say things like, well, this is good enough. You know, I've been working hard. I should take a break. Or, you know, maybe I don't need all of that anymore. And you can, you know, personal growth is not fun sometimes. It's, it's adversity. You know, I know that, you know, I've gotten so many trials and failures and adversities, but they were all for my good to help me become that second version of me. So when things get hard and you don't want to do it anymore, take my advice and just say, oh, Jamie said, that's when all the good stuff is about to happen. I got to do more of it. I got to do it. I got to, you know, put the pedal to the metal right now and keep going because all of the good stuff is on the other side of this wall that I'm hitting. So, you know, like I said, get clarity so that you can see where you're going so that, you know, a lot of times it's just around the corner. We don't see it. We think we're farther away from this victory than we are. So put the goal in front of you so that you can see it. You can see that finish line. And so it's, you know, when you hit the hurdle, you're just well, okay, maybe I have to crawl on this one. Maybe I have to go under it. Maybe I have to reach out to a friend or a family member or a mentor to drag me over this hurdle, but I got to keep crawling. I got to keep going. And just, you can do it. You can have a great business that you love. You can help others and make contributions bigger than you are making now. You can, you can have a, a family that comes first, that you can, again, have all of the balance, all of the lifestyle. You guys, I travel the world every quarter. We're going on great adventures with my kids. I have four of them. I have teenagers. You know, I, I have philanthropy. I, I do, uh, I have charities that I'm on the board of. I go to, to third world countries and build, you know, orphanages. I'm a global child advocate, uh, helping out with uh, child sex trafficking, helping out with, um, you know, orphans in, in third world countries. You can't, whatever you're passionate about, like there's no limit. You just have to grow your capacity. And to do that, it's, yeah, it does take work, but it doesn't have to be uh, miserable. It doesn't have to be a grind. Happy and Strong, the book, it's to teach you that, you know, um, you can enjoy the journey, that you can love it. And so there's a difference, ladies, in being busy. I, I think I, I feel like I'm the busiest person I know. There's a difference between being busy 
and um, you know, stressed out and anxious and tired of it all and being busy and fulfilled and happy and loving your life. So that's probably the main thing I want them to take away from the book. I think they're going to really enjoy it. And I know they'll get a lot of helpful tools from it. It's a great thing to want to have people take away from your book, Jamie. And believe me, you will. It's really a good book. You say it in the book. Those of you who are reading the book are the people that actually want to have something different in their life and want to make that happen for themselves. So as you are ready for that change, happyandstrong.com. Go there, get the book and start doing what you need to do. Yeah, they can also get it anywhere books are sold. It's on sale right now. It's actually number one, uh, new release, number one work-life balance on Amazon. That's so awesome. Congratulations. And Jamie, thank you so much for being here with us. And for all of you tuning in, Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Sure of herself. Yeah, she takes care of biz. Powerful and strong. Yeah, she knows who she is. Has integrity. Woman strong and true. You know her by name. See, this woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Adds value and hope. Has proved to be brave. See, it's never too late. Never time to behave. Reaching for dreams doesn't matter the age. Believes in herself. Unleashed from her cage. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.